What is up, guys? Alex from Creates here. Welcome back to the Anna Creates podcast. Today, you have another one of these episodes that's just me. So, uh, welcome. But today, we have a topic that I just I, I felt like I had to bring up. I had to talk about this. I had to put it on the podcast just to briefly talk about it and bring it into light. And that is software piracy. Now, it's been around for years. It has it, lots of people do it, unfortunately. And I really wish that that was not the case. But software piracy hurts more than just the uh, the the developers. It hurts a lot of people and it hurts a lot of people in a lot of different ways. If you are somebody who uh, buys your software and is above board, which I really hope all of you are. I really do. I'm sure people have done it in the past. I'm not saying that, you know, everybody's perfect. However, nowadays, especially, I think it's really important it's been important forever, but I really think that nowadays we really need to bring this to light. It's it's a much worse problem than people probably think. Uh, I feel like it's gotten a little bit better, um, but I think that there are more and more plugin companies out there and more and more small plugin companies out there um, that, that this just is an issue for uh, still. So basically what I want to talk about is is who gets hurt by software piracy and, and you know, the just talking about it, bringing it to light and to open up your your mind to why you shouldn't do this, why you should discourage other people from doing it, why, you know, it, it because it, it hurts. It hurts everybody. If you are somebody who pays for your software, this is just as much a problem for you as it is for everybody else. Because think about it this way. If a software developer makes software and then 50% of the people steal it, but they still need to make the cost back of making their software, that just means that for people who actually pay, they're going to charge more. And the less people that actually buy it, the more they're just going to have to charge for the people who do buy it. So unfortunately, the people who are being honest, the people who are buying, who are doing the right thing are getting screwed by these people who just don't care and just, you know, pirate their software. That's unfortunate, but it's the reality of this. And a lot of people, a big misconception I feel is that people think that software companies and, and music software companies, they're big. They think, you know, everybody thinks of it as Waves or, or you know, Isotope or some of these big companies. But even those big companies are not as big as you'd think. You know, none of these companies, there are no companies out there that are an Apple of the music industry, honestly. And I mean, Apple is in the music industry with Logic and all that kind of stuff. But in terms of software uh, uh, plugin developers, there just isn't pro audio is just not a lucrative market in the same sense. Even Avid, we all think of Avid as this massive company that owns Pro Tools and just been around forever. Yes, they have been around forever. Yes, they have Pro Tools. Yes, they have video editing software, all that kind of stuff. However, they're still not a massive company. They still are, are, their valuation is not huge. Their stock price doesn't skyrocket. They don't have a ton of employees. I think they have maybe 5,000 employees, maybe, I think it's more like 2,000 or something like that. I haven't, I got to look at the numbers better, but we're not talking about hundreds of thousands of employees here. We're not talking about massive amounts of people. We're not talking about massive amounts of money. They sell their software. Yes, it sucks. Yes, it does suck that you have to pay for some of this stuff and, uh, and that it is absorbently priced <laughs> sometimes, or that's how we feel. However, they have to make their money. And, and the thing is, is they make money not to just put line their own pockets. I mean, I'm sure there are bummer companies out there that do that. However, they do need to continue to develop new things. And if somebody doesn't have money, they can't develop new things. This is why 
as much as I, I, I don't love uh, having a million subscriptions to things, I get the point. Plug-in manufacturers need to, reoccurring revenue so that they can uh, kind of put into the, their their budget sheets what their plan is, how much money they have, how much money they think they're going to have coming in so that they can make more plugins for us. And then that is how we get more plugins. That's how we get support for our plugins. If you buy a plugin for 50 bucks and then 10 years later you're like why isn't it updated to the new os well the reason is because that 50 bucks ran out (laughs) okay and they can't continue to update it so i get this this i mean this is more of a discussion on memberships or or, um on uh subscriptions for plug-in companies but the the fact remains that is one of the ways that people are getting around the fact that there is so much piracy in the world that is there's so much of this uh people stealing software and you know, so it affects basically it affects everybody, not just people who are stealing it. It affects people who are paying for it. It's just as much your problem. So if you are one of those people, please do your due diligence. Try and deter people from doing that. Don't encourage it. There are lots of different excuses that people give for why they deserve to have cracked software, why they deserve to do this. And I, I want to dispel some of that. First off, people give the excuse of lots of great tracks were made with cracked software. And OK, I can't argue the fact that that is true, unfortunately. However, the end does not justify the means. Frankly, it would be better off if great tracks just weren't made with cracked software. Frankly, there's so much music out there, so much great music, that if you took all the cracked software music away and just left the people who actually honestly paid for their work and put out great work, you'd still have an abundance of music, of great music. So just because one track is made with it does not justify the fact that you can also crack it. That does not, that's, that that is such a, a bad excuse. Uh, people also say that there is no, you know, it's software, so they don't feel the same as stealing even a chocolate bar from a from a convenience store. They feel that that is theft, whereas software, because they don't see the company, because they don't see the people, they don't associate it with the same amount of theft uh, in their brain or the same amount of damage that it's causing. But it is. And basically... When you're doing something with a software company or something like this, physical, yes, people see the value in the physical that has been created. It is a physical good. You can hold an iPad. You can hold a chocolate bar and eat it. You can hold something physical, even even analog gear. Um, you can see it. It's pristine. It looks nice. It's heavy. Therefore, it's worth $2,000 for this piece of this compressor. Okay. But software is the same thing. It's just, it's an idea that has then been developed internally. Instead of physical parts, they use their ideas and their software, uh, their coding skills, which takes years to develop right? You're paying for the idea, the thing that they have created in their idea. If you're stealing that, you're saying that your idea is not worth anything. Now, the ironic part is that a lot of people complain about the music industry and not being able to make music because people are getting their music on streaming and it's it's basically highway robbery, what we get paid for that, or people are stealing it and off of, off of who knows what site and downloading it for free and not paying for it. You are doing the exact same thing, but to plug in developers, okay? If you're stealing your software. And this is the problem. That is so hypocritical and wrong uh, because you're paying if you're paying for a software plugin you're paying for the time it took to develop that you're taking you're paying for the time it took for them to come up with the idea you're paying for the idea 
essentially when somebody buys music, they're also paying for an idea. They don't know what goes into it. They don't know the physical stuff that went into it. They don't have any more physical stuff. The, the CDs, people aren't buying CDs as much as they're listening to music. By just listening to a stream of a thing, they are paying for the idea. They're paying for your writing, not a physical thing. Okay. So it's the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing in that regard where you are paying for a plugin developer's idea and time that they put into coding it. And somebody's paying for your music or, or getting your music, which is your idea, your thought, your song idea. And so it's the same thing, which means if you want to get paid, do not be hypocritical and steal software. That does not justify. It's just, it's so hypocritical because so many people complain about the fact that you can't make money in the music industry and that's why they have to steal software. Well, if you started by paying for software, then, you know, that that's a step in the right direction here. And maybe, uh, you know, more people will value these things. People have to value this. Unfortunately, people don't value music the same way that they used to. I agree, uh, which is unfortunate, but that is a whole, frankly, a whole other uh, topic. But the point is, they're very similar. If you're complaining about not being paid for your music, do not steal software. That is, that's, you're so hypocritical. So people also say that it's a victimless crime. They say that because they can't see the other side of it. When you steal something from a, uh, a, a, short, a store or a convenience store or a Best Buy or whatever, you see the staff, you see the people that are there, you see people and a physical location that is, that is getting robbed by you taking a chocolate bar or something, um, which you should never do, by the way. Don't do that. But you see the people on the other end. However, with software, theft, you don't see the people on the other end because it's all digital. It's all through a website. It's all through those kinds of means. You just see a name. And so people disassociate the fact that there are real people on the other end of that. Software just doesn't happen and just come into being. People have to make it. People have to spend hours coming up with the ideas and coding this stuff and making sure it works and testing it and making sure that it's working on the newest update from Apple or Windows or anything. <laughs> you know, like There's a lot of work that goes into this and a lot of testing and a lot of development. And you are only using one piece of that puzzle. If you're on a Mac, you're only using the version that's made for the Mac. They have to also make one for PC. They have to make one that's a VST plugin, an AAX plugin, an audio units plugin, the, the, all the different versions versions of stuff. They have to do all that and test them all. And, and I mean, and that's just beyond making the plug in and coming up with the idea and all that kind of stuff, which I've already talked about, but it's not a victimless crime. And the thing that also people don't see is so many plugin companies, so, so many are small plugin developers. They are tiny teams of one to five people that are, are doing it for the love of doing it. And they also have bills to pay. <laughs> so they're selling the software because that's how they can continue to develop software. If you enjoy the software, support them buy the software, pay for something so that they can continue to make great software for you. There are so many great small plugin developers that I think go are very underrated and frankly make amazing software that I, I use it all the time and, and it's fantastic. We need to support them. We need to keep them alive because the other thing that happens is that they push forward the technology. They push forward the ideas that then big plugin developers can uh, utilize. Now, when I say big plugin developers, they're still not 
massive. They're still not huge compared to video game developers and all that kind of stuff. Even the big plug-in companies are not the same size as video game developers or any most software development companies. They don't get capital funding. They don't get the millions of dollars that apps even get for iPhone apps. You know what I mean? These people do not get that. You are supporting them. You are allowing them to create. And by allowing them to create, they're coming up with random ideas that that waves or or something might not do. And I, I pick waves because everybody knows waves. They've been around forever. Um, everything's always on sale with them. But anyway, uh, but waves might not think of some of these ideas and small development company, a small company, they come up with these things because they're doing it for the love of it. And then they need to support that by getting paid for it. And yes, absolutely. It's for the love of it. Uh, there's nobody getting massively rich. Well, not nobody, but uh, in plugin development, you're not getting mad. You don't get into it for becoming super, super rich. Okay. You can make a good living and you can do well for yourself, but you start it for the love of doing it. And because you don't know, you're going to put a lot of time into developing a plugin and you don't know if it's going to flop. You don't know if it's even going to work. You don't even know if you're going to finish it. It's, you know, so people are doing it for the love of it, but that goes the exact same way for people creating music. We all are doing it, frankly, for the love of it. That's how everybody gets into making music. And then you have to support that. And if people like your music, they're willing to pay for your music so that you can continue to make music. It is the same thing with plugins. If you like a company's plugin and you like what it does and you like using it and you enjoy using it, uh, why can't you support them to actually continue to develop that, continue to make that one so you can continue to use it for years and also continue to make more. If you like their vibe, then they're probably going to make more in that vi in that vein and you're going to find uses for other things that they make and the, the cycle continues. <laughs> so it's really important to continue to support those people. So if if you're if you're one of those people that does this, please consider not doing this. And if you're somebody who doesn't do this, but you know people who do, please try and educate them on the fact that they shouldn't do this. Personally, ways to, to help with this is avoid temptation. One of them is don't even browse sites where you can get this stuff. Don't encourage sites you can get. Don't share them. Don't find them. Uh, a lot of those sites make money by advertising. And if they there's no traffic on them, then they won't make money and they'll, they won't be able to want to do it either because it costs money to run a site like that too. You need server space, you need all that kind of stuff. The illegal downloading sites, I mean. Um, so just don't go there. Uh, if you can't, you know, if, if, if you can't afford to buy a plugin, then you don't need to use it. There are so many great plugins out there that are free or that come with DAWs. And uh, there's also so many great plugins out there that are cheap. So, you know, you, a lot of people say they do not, uh, they don't have money for it. They don't make money on their music. They don't have money. You have money to eat. You have money to buy video games. You have money to pay for Netflix. You have money to do millions of other things. Go out for dinner. If you didn't go out for dinner two times a month, you could buy a plugin from Valhalla for 50 bucks or from Massey for, for 75 bucks. Okay. These are tiny developers that you could support. You can find money for other things. You can find money to pay for plugins if you really want them. And a lot of plugin companies also have demos. So uh, another thing that people say is that I'm just trying the plugins. I'm just, I just want to try it and see if I like it. Well, use the demo or find somebody who you know has it or watch a bunch of videos about it and see if you really are going to like it and then spend the 50 bucks and buy it. <laughs> okay. You know, trying it, there's, there's demos out there and that's kind of the way that you try it. And then after that, buy it. If you think you're going to use it, buy it. And frankly, that, that gives you a better sense. And I've talked about this in, in having too many plugins. 
If you buy it, you have a different association with it. You know, I have this. I'm going to use it. You actually become a better engineer by buying your plugins. You become a better mixer by buying your plugins and paying money for them. I, I get tons of free plugins. I love trying out free plugins. And I even free plugins that are legitimately free, I don't feel the association with them as much as I do to a plugin I just purchased because... I, it doesn't, I didn't put anything in. I just kind of, well, yeah, I'll, I'll get it. And I might not even use it, um, but it's free. It's legitimately free. So that's fine. I mean, I would love to try all of them, but there's just, there's a, a, a ton of them, which frankly is a good reason to just use those and use your stock plugins. And you can make amazing sounding music. I've seen tons of, of the biggest engineers mix something with good, you know, third party plugins and then mix stuff with the good DAW built in plugins of their DAW of choice. And they make phenomenal mixes. The plugins aren't going to help you get a more talent in mixing. Honestly, if you can't make great music, a, a cracked version of a plugin is not going to help you make great music. That is skill, not the actual software. You can, if you have skill, if you're working on your skills, you can use the plugins within your DAW or the cheap plugins or the free plugins that are legitimately free to make great music and your skills will develop. So having a plethora of cracked plugins just to have a whole bunch, it actually makes you a worse engineer because you have too many plugins that you don't know what to do with. So actually buying them gives you that association with you, with them and you'll actually use them and become better at using them. And I've talked about this in previous episodes about having too many plugins. So go check that out, but it's the same kind of mentality, but it just goes to, to show and the same thing with cracked plugins. They don't help you as an engineer. They literally don't help you they don't help the developer they don't help the music industry at all so uh just don't <laughs> don't yeah I, I get very heated and i know that this probably went a little all over the place um, but i hope that it makes sense and i hope that you if you are somebody who has cracked plugins please try and and get onto the the train of buying all your plugins and upgrading and i know that some people need time to do that but please Go in that direction. Stop stealing plugins. Stop using cracked software and actually buy your software. If you're making music, you can slowly over time accumulate plugins. You can slowly over time accumulate more tools. They're all tools of your trade to make better music and understand them and become a better engineer, a better mixer, a better producer by doing so uh, and making better music that is then more well-deserved because you are supporting the industry that you're in and not being a hypocrite. So I hope this brought something to light. I hope this made you think about this and and uh, a little bit more in depth and who this actually hurts. It, ha it hurts literally everybody. It hurts the whole music industry, not only the developers, but it hurts the artists. It hurts everybody. And it will if it continues and if it gets out of hand. Uh, so please, please, please purchase your software, find free software. There's a plethora of actually free software out there. Use that, use your DAW plugins. There's tons of stuff out there that you can make great music without actually stealing from anybody. If you don't have any money, there are definitely means of doing this legally and, and correctly that still help the industry. You and your choices have a bigger impact. And if you are willing to change, that means some other people are willing to change, uh, as well and if you're willing to steal that means more people are willing to steal which is just going to hurt all of us in the end so yeah hopefully you can make some good decisions hopefully you can help others make some good decisions and um there's just no argument there's no reason that software theft 
is acceptable and and is justifiable. There's literally no reason. That is it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to me rant about this. And uh, please share this with anybody that you think needs to hear this and needs to kind of be reminded why they shouldn't steal software. And uh, let's make a great industry. And if, above all else, happy creating, of course. You know, be as creative as you can be. Make great music, and but do it in the right way uh, to support the industry that you're in. Whether it's a hobby or whether it's a career, it doesn't really matter. But anyway, that's it for this episode, guys. Thank you guys so much for watching or listening. If you're over on YouTube, uh, I really appreciate it. Leave your comments, leave your thoughts. I will catch you in the next one. Until then, always be creating. Thank you.